to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind Meeting for Friday, March 11th of 2022. Today's topic is proof positive Tai Chi. What do you expect from your Tai Chi and how do you verify that it is working? Uh, before we get into that topic, let's, <clears throat> let's have a word from our sponsor and introduce everybody. And so the word from our sponsor today is in June... Every year, the first weekend in June, this year, June 2nd, 3rd, uh, I'm sorry, 3rd, 4th, and 5th is the Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering. And it will be held in the Maribel Tai, actually in Alcoa, uh, Knoxville, uh, Tennessee area. And if you are interested in that and the topic that we had last week and the next few topics uh, coming up in the next few weeks, actually the last week, the week before, and the next few weeks are going to be about things offered at this year's um, tai, tai Chi Family Gathering, Clear Tai Chi Family Gathering. And if you're interested in checking that out and seeing more about what's offered and what's available and how it's going to work and, and signing up and all that kind of stuff, then you'll want to go to taichigathering.com. That's taichigathering.com. By the way, if you have not got your hotel booked already, I would do that first. Like right away, I would make sure you've got a hotel booking. And if you've booked and you haven't bought your ticket or your, your uh, if you haven't purchased the actual gathering yet, but you've got like the plane ticket and or your, your hotel and then and or your plane ticket, make sure that we know that so that we're aware that you're coming and then obviously sign up for the gathering at your earliest opportunity. The, if you don't sign up for your hotel right away, you may end up driving as much as 60 miles each day back and forth to get to the gathering because that first weekend in June in the Knoxville area is everybody who's been waiting to come to the mountains in the summer, that's like the first real weekend that it's summer and everybody shows up. And there's a bunch of events going on on top of that. And it's just hotels booked for everywhere within any kind of close proximity. So you're gonna wanna do that right away or bring your tent. I guess you can camp in the backyard or out my field here or something, cause you'll need it. So and right. you're going to want to, because even if you had tented, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be a great opportunity to see a bunch of the different regional organizers that are on this podcast call regularly, who have been weighing in and leading the discussion over the last couple of weeks. And we'll be discussing more. You're going to be able to see them live. You're going to be able to get live instruction from them on the topics that they've been talking about on the podcast here. Um, you know, you're going to be able to meet a bunch of other like-minded Tai Chi people. There's going to be a bunch of Tai Chi games and other kinds of like sort of mini events going on uh, the whole time. It's going to be a really great experience. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, and so, yeah, you're absolutely check it out. Get your hotel booked as soon as you can, as soon as you know you're coming um, and then let us know. And, you know, uh, you can get all the information you need to make your travel arrangements and whatever other arrangements you need to make at taichigathering.com. Jim Kelly from Boca Raton, Florida will be leading our discussion group today. Before we get to that, um, let's everyone introduce themselves. I'll go ahead and start. I'm Matt Holker. I'm the regional organizer for Clear Tai Chi here in Maryville, Tennessee, just outside of Knoxville. And uh, uh, Harry. Richard Clear, your resident host. Oh, of course. Richard. Hello, hello. Welcome, Harry. Hello there. Uh, New Jersey, uh, outside of New York City. 
There you go. You got it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Hello, everyone. I'm in actually Greenbelt, Maryland. That is 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Thank you. Daniel Hill in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. Teaching here throughout all of the West Valley. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, all. Welcome. Jim Kelly, who will be our speakers today uh, about what his class is going to be, and he is in Boca Raton, Florida. Right, sunny South Florida. <laughs> Mark Mashad in Michigan. He's going to tell you what parts. Hi, it's the uh, Lansing and it's the mid -Michi Midwest Michigan area covering Lansing, Grand Rapids and surrounding areas. Welcome. And Sheila Bell in Costa Rica and she's gonna tell you what parts. Oh. Area in tropical paradise. Oh, say and it, I have classes it out there. Oh, that I'm in Juanacaste, which is the Northern Pacific area of Costa Rica, tropical paradise. And I have classes in Pleistococo and in Liberia. Welcome. Cool. So, uh, Jim, your topic there is proof positive Tai Chi. What do you expect from your Tai Chi and how do you verify that it is working? And the first two things I've got for you is tell us about your class and just, you know, in a talking way uh, for the gathering for like what it is, what it's about, what, what kinds of things somebody can expect from it, that kind of, that kind of a deal. Well, I, I, I think it's important that as we practice anything in life, we you know, constantly improve and, and check what we're doing, whether it be, you know, your career or a hobby, you know, anything that you, you strive to better yourself at, there should be some way for you to measure your, your improvements and to, to make sure you're on that right track to doing it the best you can. So the Tai Chi is also, it's very important that we apply that same principle and that we move forward as much as we can and learn as much as we can because it is such an all encompassing art. So we're going to discuss uh, how we do that uh, from the group of people on the panel here and, and try to give you some ideas on how to keep moving forward. So what would be an example or, or, and I don't really want you to so much to teach what you're going to be teaching, but what would be an example of like an exercise or a thing that people will do when you're in your class that would kind of, that, that obviously is about that? Well, the, I mean, one of just the basic and, and I, I hope I don't steal anybody's thunder or their topic or, you know, somebody else can address it also, but I, I found that, that one of the most elusive things that I've learned since starting with Sifu Clear has been the development of my root and, you know, how to visualize and how to check if your root is actually there. You know, you can, you can talk to folks all over the place and they, you know, they think they have such great root, but really the, the telltale sign I've found is, when you push with someone, you know, are they able to move you or do you need a whole lot of physical grr to, to try to stop from being moved or, 
do you actually have the, the root well enough so that you could rechannel their energy and, and use your root to prevent from you know being pushed? So that's, that's yeah. been one of the areas that I've found to be most useful to, to check where I'm at is. Okay, so if I'm hearing you right, it's taking various skills and then this is a way to see whether that skill is really on or if you just think it's on. Correct, yes. Okay, cool. All right. With that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you and you've got some group discussion there and other things you may want to say about it. Take it away, Jim. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, a lot of, a lot of you guys know uh, a little bit about my background in, in law enforcement and, and, you know, I'm in a unique position where, I kind of sort of get to test some of the applications. You know, I've worked in in some very interesting um, venues where I've worked a lot with uh, with children in detention facilities and and in in regular school settings, even where you really don't want to use force with you know somebody that's in that tender age. You know even though they have the bodies of full adults. You know, I've, I've seen some kids in high school football that <laughs> it tossed me around like a paper, you know, like a, a rag doll, but uh, it still doesn't make it right to, you know, to use force and, you know, and damage them just to, because they've suffered some sort of a, you know, temporary moment where, they're not making rational decisions. So for me, I, I've had that opportunity um, to, to see how the Tai Chi works in a, in a martial environment. But martially isn't the only application that I'm concerned with. I, since, since coming up or along in the Tai Chi, I found so much more of it out there. And, and I'd like to find out from you know, from others on the panel and others in the group at the class during the gathering, the different ways to, to try to verify that there are specific areas that they emphasize or, or, or are pursuing it within the Tai Chi, you know, how they're able to gauge that they're working forward or achieving their goals. So um, what I'll what I'd like to do is just uh, ask three general questions of some of the folks on the panel here and, and see if we can come up with some, some good ideas and some, uh, some subjects to, to approach during the, uh, during the presentation at the gathering. During the class. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll get started with the first question and I'll probably go with Harry there because you're the next one up on my screen. So, <laughs> um, Hey, the, the first question is, uh, when and why did you start Tai Chi practice? And how did you confirm that you achieved your original goal? So way back when you first started, you know, with the Tai Chi. Uh -huh. uh, my, my example would be that, you know, I was, I was injured uh, in the line of duty a bit and pretty banged up. So my original purpose to get into the Tai Chi was purely physical re, uh, rehabilitative and it was all Li Tai Chi or all 
stretching, strengthening, and rehabbing a bunch of herniated discs in my back and my neck. Okay. Um, so that was 20 somewhat years ago. And I first saw signs that it was working about two years afterwards when I could get back into other martial arts that I was doing and, you know, doing the regular physical day-to-day uh, uh, chores. You know, I, I do a lot of silly things like, you know, horseback riding and, and boating and a lot of physical labor. So uh, those were proof positive that the Tai Chi actually worked during the rehab. So Harry, again, you know, when and why did you start with the Tai Chi and what did you use to, to confirm that it was working? Thank you, Jim. Uh, wow. Um, I, I started, uh, ooh, I was like 15 or so years ago. Um, and I was at another school that taught the fundamentals of eight different martial arts disciplines and Tai Chi was one of them. And I learned, uh, after meeting Sifu Clear at a major Tai Chi event that was happening at the time up in Albany, New York called the Tai Chi Gala. It no longer exists. Um, I met him, I think a couple of years into being at that school where I thought I was learning Tai Chi, but learned that really wasn't the case. A form was being taught that wasn't even a Tai Chi form. It was more of a Kung Fu form uh, where they simply told us to move slow and breathe in and breathe out here and there. And oof, um, they weren't teaching any applications. Um, and I learned what I was learning was completely empty. Um, but I met uh, Sifu Clear and a number of his students that he brought with him to this, this event. And when I put hands on and we did uh, some push hands and I felt real root for the same time, my mind was blown. I'm like, whoa, what, what is this? Um, also, the other training that I had was just absolutely form crazy. I must have had 30 or 40 forms, no exaggeration, and then it went beyond that. Um, and I, I'd had enough. I mean, how many? I'm on kata number 22 now in my karate training. And now I and I can list off a whole bunch of, you know, kung fu forms, short and long, and then a whole bunch of weapons forms. And not and, and I I enjoyed some of that, of course, but it was it was very empty. So I started training with Sifu Clear. And I can't say that I I had a goal. It was it just called to me. And I think for many people that get into Tai Chi, uh, I know this is the case for me and I see it amongst some of my students. Um, you, don't, you don't really have a way generally to know what to expect. You don't know how far and how deep this art goes. Um, I, I didn't know that it could fight as viciously as it does, like scary vicious, it goes there. Uh, and I didn't know the healing side of it, other than what most people look at as the healing side. Oh, well, my butt is up off the couch and I'm moving and yeah, that's good for me. Sure, of course, but it goes way beyond that with the different energies that you learn and, and using your mind and breath and bringing all sorts of stuff together. Um, so as I continued to learn this and study uh, and, 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 you know, I'm on a, it's multiple lifetimes of learning uh, for Tai Chi. We can't all possibly get it all. Um, so I, I don't know that there's an 
an actual goal other than to get everything I can and to use it to make myself uh, healthy and to be able to help others as well. Um, I'm not here to become some amazing fighter, but I do enjoy the martial side of it. Everyone knows I love push hands. It's one of my favorite things to use as the laboratory to check just about every single thing we learn in Tai Chi. I use uh, push hands as that laboratory and clears internal uh, in particular. Um, but uh, I'm always game to do the tournament style too, just to to see how I can take the internal skills that I learn in from internal push hands and use them in the one where typically people are out here. I joke and call it they're playing patty cake because they're not they're not feeling inside so frequently. It's just a bunch of wrestling. So I love taking our version. Uh, our method in, in using it uh, in everything I do in that regard. So um, I hope that answers it because I don't, I don't really have a goal other than to just keep going and yeah. see where this journey takes me because I love so, it. So partially, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm hearing a little bit of is that you originally started with what can be termed as an empty form. <laughs> yes. And then seafood clear and and found things to fill that form with so that you started learning true Tai Chi? Uh, yes. And what was interesting is um, before I left that school, the qualities that I was getting from what I was learning from Sifu Clear, I began to put into the Kung Fu forms and the other stuff that I was learning there. And all of a sudden, it made it more real, and and I had a I was beginning to get a better understanding, um, and it made what I did much more valid than okay, let's just move empty and oh, I've I've memorized uh, kata number twenty two now or kung fu form number whatever, um, and, it, and it made it brought those forms to life, which the, that school wasn't giving me. Great observation, right? Great. Thank you. Uh, how about you, Art? How long ago was it that you started? And do you recall what you started practicing the Tai Chi for? Well, um, I started a while ago. I had my first introduction um, with, with another group that it really was, and I consider as fortunate, um, under the instruction of a, a good, um, I would say, um, serious, um, knowledgeable martial artist um, with the, the internal arts in particular, um, Tai Chi, Shingi, and Bagua. And um, I was given a good introduction to them and um, the, the concept of Chi and was made to realize that there was a lot of power in, in these martial arts and in, in Tai Chi also, which um, one often hears how it's just really light and not, not powerful at all and not good for self-defense, but um, after my initial introduction with this group, um, the, the instructor went away and um, with scheduling difficulties, I um, didn't keep up with the group anyway um, until I would, um, well, just in, in, in the in-between years, I would practice some of the, the, the forms that I, that I learned. Uh, fortunately for me, the instructor made a, uh, um, a, a CD of all the forms. So if there was something I forgot, I could go over and learn the form. But um, 
So oh, you rewarded for that quest for chi or feeling the energy? Um, actually, no. And the reason I initially sought out a, uh, a Kung Fu instructor was I had a book on Chinese, ancient Chinese exercises that I, I found good doing them and I felt powerful and energetic and, and good and just said, well, okay, you know, you've, you, you've come this far when I got to the end of the book and could do all the exercises after a while. And it said, uh, if you want to learn more and, and develop Kung Fu skills, you, you need to seek out a uh, good, um, a, a good Kung Fu instructor. So I, um, I, I did. And fortunately, as I say, came across this man who had had a small group and practiced with them. had had a good introduction to the martial arts. Uh, as I say, and it was originally for strength strength training that you started. Well, it it was just because I I knew um, and, and learned um, some some kung fu exercises. Well, Chinese. Health exercises, they called it. Um, maybe they were um, something like what's called eight section brocade or badwa jin, something, something so, like that. So, what got you interested in doing that? I, I just got the book. Well, I wanted to exercise, you know, learn different things. And I was just at the li a library and came across this book and started looking through it. It looked interesting. Sure, and, I, and I checked it out and um, just found it good. So th this was all, and, and it wasn't all strength, or it wasn't really strength in itself. Um, it was ancient, you know, the Chinese health exercises as opposed to push-ups and sit-ups and, and So by the, end of, by the end of the book, though, you did feel healthier and stronger. Oh yeah, you know, I felt good and just wanted to take it to the, I guess, the next step. It said you, okay. you've done these, you know. So then you, you, confirm, you confirm that you achieved your goal by basically feeling stronger and healthier. Well, and again, I, um, well, not again, but maybe as as Harry said, I didn't really have a goal other than to get, you know, do these exercises. And get healthier, or you know, see what they did for me, and, and I found them excellent. And more than just like a, a high school gym class, you know, push-ups and sit-ups and and sprints, right. I found it really good. Excellent, excellent. All right, let me let me move on to Daniel. What do you think, Daniel? Do you remember how, when, and how you started, or what you what you started Tai Chi for? I'm not that old yet, so yeah, I can remember. Um, <laughs> Uh, wow, what a great question, uh, particularly how, when did you find what you were looking for? Um, I started martial arts when I was 14 in a Kempo Karate school that did a lot of uh, more things on the Chinese side. Uh, when I was 15, it was kind of mandatory to do some Tai Chi and Qigong classes there. And when I first did some of the Qigong and could feel that tingliness of my fingertips, I was like, whoa, this is this feels substantial. And I, I kind of went on a quest at that point to research that and try to go further and further with that. And I went to many different schools in the state that I lived in. 
I bought lots of books. I uh, was reading things in the Black Belt magazine and Kung Fu Tai Chi magazine, and I couldn't really find a whole lot. Um, I did notice it, basically everything I found was insubstantial, and I couldn't find anything that had that substance that I somehow felt deep in my core was there or should exist. And being a skeptic, I wanted to basically prove whether it existed or not, kind of like your, your whole topic. And uh, eventually I met uh, some students and uh, met Arthur Sykes himself, in which you hear stories of the things that he was able to do. And being playing with some of his students, I'm like, wow, they actually have what I think is the substantial thing. But they would never teach it. So I could train with them for as long as I wanted, and they would never teach it to me, which made me kind of, again, question whether it actually existed or not. Um, and I continued to go around buying books and DVDs and training and training. Uh, the most substantial things I actually had were things I came up with on my own. Uh, little fun story, I was at a mall. I, there was a like a gallery of Disney paintings, and there was one of... Mickey Mouse from Fantasia moving the uh, the waves, you know, while he's standing on that like cliff. And so while I was there, I was like, hey, I feel like I can move the energy this way. And I didn't even find anything like that until I found Uncle Bill's energy throws, which I got from another DVD. And through Uncle Bill, I found Seafood Clear and did his practical guide to internal power and, uh, his Tai Chi level one program in which the next closest thing I found from anything I came up with on my own was his Negong uh, set in the Tai Chi level one. That was the first time in, I want to say, 11 years of searching that I felt something substantial that I could do on my own and that was actually being taught. So the quest was uh, to feel the energy in the beginning and and you confirmed uh, the best way I can word it is I was training all those years thinking someday I'm going to find a teacher that actually has what it is I'm searching for because I can't verbalize what it is that I'm actually searching for. And uh, even when I bought Sifu Clear's programs, uh, specifically the Fakong and the uh, Iron Palm and Tai Chi level one stuff, I still was skeptical. I'm like, I don't know. He's advertising this push hands level one stuff and rooting energy. I don't know. So I wouldn't say that I really felt like I found that, even though I was hopeful until I attended his push hands level one workshop. And at that time, I was already living in China, which is, I went there again to keep searching for whatever it is I could not name and wasn't able to find it in China either. Um, so I would say I first found it either through the Negong set from Sifu Clear's Level 1 Tai Chi online or uh, the Push Hands Level 1 workshop where we were rooting and feeling each other's intent. That was so you were able really to, kind of did it for me. Yeah. So you were able to feel even, yeah. the energy within yourself and then with other students at the seminar? It's not just feeling, it was being able to use it because I could feel even, and it was being taught because uh, the students of Arthur Sykes had some skills 
and so did some people in China, but they would not teach it. Okay. Um, so the fact that it was actually being taught and that I could test it and prove it and use it, uh, that's what really did it for me. Now I'm going to write that down. Right? Testing it with other students and having a good teacher. <laughs> well, oh, and, actually, absolutely. and actually being able to get it is the other part I'm hearing you say that there was one thing to see, to feel it, or to know that other people had it going on, but then to actually be able to get it yourself, as opposed Thank to just knowing there's this thing, but I may never get it. Yeah. Search that panned out. Yeah. Excellent. Great observations there. Thanks, Daniel. And moving on, I guess uh, maybe we'll go to Phil. Oh, yeah. I know you so, guys. So anyway, so I will ask, I will answer your question as you ask, and it, it, you may be frustrated with my answer, but I will, I will answer the question as you ask it. When and why did you start Tai Chi practice? I started it in 1968 because my father dragged me to Chinatown to take a class <laughs> with Cheng Manqing, who had just opened up his studio. Nice, nice. Yeah. That, that was and, Chinatown, New York or California? Yeah, in New York. Cheng no. Manqing, yeah, in New York. And um, so that's why I started. Uh, and, <laughs> and your goal was... Not to disappoint Just to get father, my father but... off my back because I couldn't <laughs> say no. <laughs> that, is probably, that is probably the best and truest answer. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But but we'll we'll elaborate on that with my second question. So we'll we'll free it right there. <laughs> so the other so the other part that I'll ask him is, and then obviously you continued your studies at some point. Right. What caused you to do that? Oh, that was my second question. Second question. He's um, gonna, he's gonna get to that. No, to continue, you know. Oh no, that's that'll be the that this one I'm looking for. Like, so the first reason he went wasn't because of him so much, other than of dad. But at some right. point, he had an initial reason for wanting to do more then. And then he's gonna have your second question. We'll even hit that further because then <laughs> past his initial beginning there so, right so, so, so this is going to be a long twist a long twisted answer <laughs> so we have time I continued, <laughs> I, I continued um actually uh we only stayed with ching man cheng for about a month and then i trained with uh, william cc chen in levittown long island and uh that was just kind of to like to learn something you know again I went there because my father wanted me to. Um, and then I went away to college, didn't do anything with it. And then I trained with Robert Smith in Bethesda, Maryland. And the reason I did that, again, I think a little bit was just, Excuse me, just a minute. This I may need to take this call. Excuse me. All right. We'll we'll bounce down. We'll we'll bounce over to Mark. I guess Mark, you uh, you ready? Um, 
Yeah, I think so. Um, hey, Phil, put it on mute, please. Oh, hey. No, he's got you. I'm sorry. Back. Oh, oh, oh wait. wait. Yeah, wait. He's back. Uh, are, are we back, Phil? Or? Except Phil's yeah. on mute now. I put you on mute, Phil. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, good. All right. So, so yeah. then I, I was with Robert Smith and. Uh, My motivation for doing it then was in, I guess it was mostly stress reduction. I was in the middle of a residency and I had a really dysfunctional relationship with my training director. And so I drifted into yoga and I did yoga and then I also did some Tai Chi. So in large part it was stress reduction. And also I guess it was just like, I saw it as part of my Chinese heritage. Mm -hmm. So there was a certain draw to that. Um, and I guess I was looking for health benefits that were not well-defined, but I would say probably stress reduction was my reason for doing it at that time. And you wound up not choking your trainer. So I guess the, the stress reduction worked <laughs> a bit. <laughs> there was no chance of that. He was like six two and he was like really athletic. <laughs> he, he would have beaten me to a pulp. <laughs> uh, and and then, so, so there's no poison in the trainer's foods, apparently. So he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, I didn't say that. Oh, anyways. <laughs> and and then my next foray was um, I had just retired from the military. And I had really bad arthritis in my hip. And I couldn't run and I couldn't play tennis and I couldn't do yoga and I couldn't dance. And there was a, in the apartment complex, they were giving, one of the tenants was giving Tai Chi lessons a couple times a week and they were free. And he got a little bit off of his rent. So it was like I was looking for something to do and I there really wasn't anything physical I could do that was interesting. So I just sort of fell into it. Nice. I guess, yeah, I guess just we can follow up from there. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, and, 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 you know, this sort of transfers, I guess, it wasn't really your intent, but uh, I guess it was your father's intent introducing you to the Tai Chi for a little bit of, you know, discipline that kids all need. And you followed it for the rest of your life, it looks like. <laughs> In a long, wise man. <laughs> all right, I'm going to skip a little bit of Mark. Uh, uh, we, we got you back live again, bud. So, and then, um, hey, Phil. Oh, Phil, we're, Phil. We're, we're going to come back to you. We're, we're going to go to Mark now. Okay. Mark, you need to turn off your mute. Yep. Just the voice. Well, I guess that would work. I was going to sign it, but I guess, yeah, I can, I can. <laughs> um, you know, ask me the question again. Like, how you 
when and why you started Tai Chi originally and, you know, if you feel that anywhere along the way you affirm that you, you, you reached that goal. Okay. So when I, uh, when I first started training in the martial arts, it was more like, like the first time I, I took it, it was a karate, like a community education karate class. And um, I was uh, like stumped because something as simple as standing in a horse stance and throwing corkscrew punches where you chamber at the hip, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I lacked the coordination to operate both hands at the same time. And so the wrong hand would be up, the wrong hand would be down. Maybe it didn't go all the way back. It just, it was, an, it was crazy how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it kind of started like a little bit of a, a fascination. Um, how many weeks ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. You know, depending on what we're doing, sometimes it feels like last week, you know, um, but uh, years ago, yeah. you know, back. but uh, the, um, and so I, I've always had a thing of, um, uh, you know, I, I describe it as uh, being cursed with perpetual dissatisfaction. And what it is, is I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like naturally curious and, and kind of fascinated or interested with things around me where I wonder why, why they work the way they work, why they, you know, why is that the way it is? You know, um, what's the purpose of that? These things. And then I just keep looking till I figure out the answer. And, uh, and so I started out with a community education class when I was in the eighth grade. And, uh, and I wrestled in high school, which is kind of a martial sport. And uh, when I got to college, I was excited because there was all these clubs I could try, martial arts clubs. And, uh, and then I also, what I did was I, we, there was an extensive library and I went to the library and started kind of researching and not just, not just martial arts, but any of a number of different fields, which really kind of all come together. You know, if you look at like a true, like you're talking about uh, refinement of the self, mm-hmm. um, they would all kind of fit in with that. And I was fascinated with Tai Chi because when I was doing my research. There's certain qualities. Well, first of all, the name. If you look at how, you know, Grant, you know, Tai Chi Chuan, it's the, it's the supreme ultimate fist. In other words, the pinnacle fighting style. The name itself says that, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I w- I read into sort of these uh, um, like the, I'd read into stuff that was grounded like in science that'd be very base physical stuff, and then I also mm-hmm. would go to the outer limits of like apocryphal stories, anecdotal stories of cool stuff people would do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the sort of stuff that they exaggerate in the kung fu movies, you know jumping on roofs and running on treetops and all that, right? Um, well, those will have, there will be an anecdotal story usually that's not nearly as impressive, but it's cool. It's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. And so as I started looking into this stuff, um, I, I actually, the first time I've tried Tai Chi, this is the fourth time I've tried to do Tai Chi. Um, and before I started looking, I had an idea 
what I was looking for. And I maybe couldn't vocalize it at the time, but uh, um, one thing is this. Um, if you go back far enough in Chinese martial arts, they talk about um, like there's an external way and an internal way of martial arts, but a true master, they get to the same place. They're coming from different directions. Mm -hmm. And so, so if you have an external martial artist, they should have these internal powers at some point. And if you have an internal martial artist, they should have the external powers at some point. They should be well-rounded and be able to do both. And one thing I noticed is in all martial arts I'd taken in the past is they, uh, like, they might be developed in the external realm, but there's not that quality that's described in the, like, the Tai Chi classics and stuff. So there was a little bit of a, a yeah, little bit of a with the instructors and not being able to offer enough or describe. Yeah, so they, they yeah. and uh, with the Tai Chi, um, they would talk about the skills, internal stuff, but it was more like a religious salad where they were talking about something where you had to have faith in it. Uh -huh. So it's almost like... Like really for them do you know what i mean and they talk about it and it was almost like um you know like live action you ever seen the where they do the live action role playing you know where they do you know they do the uh fake fighting in the park like the dungeons and dragons type fighting oh i hit you with my plus 10 sword that <laughs> sort of had that feel to it right and uh they when i would test them they wouldn't have the ability to actually apply it in the real world Okay. to defend themselves and so one I know one of the things i was looking for was um one of the things i picked up from my research is that a a true master of martial arts he can do like 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 a tai chi a true tai chi master he can he can copy an external fighter their style and perform pretty well an external mm -hmm. fighter cannot copy an internal fighter. Yeah. Because the government works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Say tai Chi isn't everything, but everything's not in Tai Chi. So. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I, I didn't have good luck finding someone who was good at that, at the Tai Chi or internal arts. So I focused on external arts for years. Yeah. And uh, with the idea that, uh, you know, uh, external martial arts could get to the same place somehow i didn't know how so, how did, so you, what's how, that? Did you, how did you confirm that the tai chi has done that or were you able so, to confirm so yeah so what i did was i realized that uh in the past people would do lots of intensive training where it was several hours every day mm -hmm. and so i put myself in a position where I was teaching, uh, teaching martial arts for a living. Mm -hmm. And I would train all day. Uh, I was able to get my hands on old training schedules for uh, uh, like karate and jujitsu, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, old school training styles of how they would train and how they set up their, their training programs and all that. So I put Anything myself in the Tai Chi. Or What's that? Were you able to find that on the Tai Chi? Oh, I'm getting to that. I'm, I'm okay. explaining how I got to what brought me here or how I found this. So what happened was 
um, I started having some, some like weird, spooky, weird stuff would happen. And so, for example, I was, I was sparring one day where we wear, you know, you wear all the foam padded gear, mm-hmm. body sparring. And I tapped the guy in the forehead and it was real light. And I, I did, had no thought to, I just, just shot out. I got him in the forehead and he stumbled back. And he goes, oh, and he starts holding his back, his lower back. I'm like, dude, are you all right? What happened? And the energy transferred from his head down his spine and he felt the explosion in his lower in his lower back just about, he's like the lowest vertebra mm-hmm. he felt the, the explosion down there he felt the energy ripple down when he described it he felt the energy flow down and then stop probably in a bad spot that he had yes yeah. and i thought that was a weird freak thing and then it happened two or three more times and so something had probably changed in my structure to where mm-hmm. it was happening just from all the training and trying to train proper stuff was happening um, accidentally. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I wasn't truly in charge of it. Right. But I became aware that was, that was similar to the sort of thing I would read about where the energy could be put somewhere else in the body. Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, I had uh, an interesting thing with, I was doing like judo or jujitsu, the standing jujitsu where you throw people. Yeah. You grab the, 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 the clothing, right? And uh, we're engaged in the activity and, you know, feeling each other out, trying to figure out how to, you know, sweep the feet or kick the, you know, do the hip throw or whatever. And all of a sudden, I just knew, I can't describe it to you. I just knew what I did is I let go of his sleeves. No, I, I shook him. And looked him in the eye. When he looked at me, I, I said, fall down. Mm-hmm. And he fell down. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. I just knew it worked. And when I did it, he fell down. And he looked at me. He was eyes are wide. And he's like, how did you do that? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what it was. But there was something there. Do you know what I mean? And I, now I have a sense of it after doing this. But so anyways, I was going to say, yeah, fast forward to the Tai Chi. You think it was... Something that's related to that? Yeah. So, so the falling down thing, that's, uh, that was, uh, there's a, there's a, it's the uh, mind intent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And, uh, and so the, um, uh, anyways, I had some other weird junk, but anyways, mm-hmm. I knew there was something there. I knew there must be something and somebody had to know it. And so mm-hmm. I did, I basically resolved myself that I would find, I would just keep looking. I started with my hometown. I just stepped spiraling outward. I was just going to spiral out until I found somebody. Mm-hmm. I knew it existed then. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, you, you achieved the this goal. Is even... This is the only place. Yeah. With, yeah. Yep, with, with Sifu Clear, this is the only place I found it. So, so you're able to search it out. You actually confirmed in, that it existed before you were able to get the correct training on it is, is I think what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was happening. It was accidental or yeah. and with no understanding. The important thing is that there was no understanding as to how it worked. Yes. And now you, now you have the understanding after studying the Tai Chi and, and meeting Sifu clear. Excellent, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Tai, are you uh, on deck with us there? <laughs>
I see you on mute. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I started Tai Chi uh, seven years ago. Uh, actually, eight years ago. But again, my first teacher wasn't actually teaching me Tai Chi. He knew uh -huh. how to do the 24 form, and that was it, and told me he was teaching Tai Chi. Uh, I will give a very short story about how I got to Tai Chi. I spent 20 years in the Marine Corps. After I left the Marine Corps, I worked for different companies and agencies in Chechnya and Kazakhstan, Libya, and several places in Central America. And my wife wanted me to be home. So um, my basic skills were how to hurt people. <laughs> and so I ended up working as a bouncer and doing bodyguard work. And one night I overreacted to a guy and I hurt him really badly. And I was very upset with myself and I went into isolation. And then finally my wife got me to go see a psychiatrist at the VA. And he told me three things to do. Um, one was illegal um, in most states. And then he told me two other things to do. And one of them was Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. And so then I started looking for Tai Chi because at the time, not only was I constantly, you know, in three or four fights a week, professionally or not, mm -hmm. but I was also having night terrors. I'd have um, terrors where I'd wake up at night, two or three nights a week, where I'd put my fist through walls and knock over furniture. Just, I'd be back in combat from PTSD. Yeah. And so when I started doing some Tai Chi and doing the meditation, everything else, everything started to back off and it was better. And then I went to a seminar called The Secrets of Internal Power. And um, I had a session with Sifu Clear and probably 50% of all the night terrors went away. And now I've gotten to the point where um, the where I've forgiven myself and forgiven other people some things that happened in my life um, through my study of Tai Chi so that no longer am I getting in fights. Um, and I probably only have night terrors maybe four or five a year. And it's usually between the months of September and December. And um, so I probably won't be coming out to any seminars during that time period. I've learned from past mistake, <laughs> um, but yes, that's how I know my Tai Chi has moved me in the right direction. That's, yeah, that's a real affirmation, just not having to worry about falling asleep at night. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your service and for putting up with those long lasting effects. That's, uh, thank you. Um, so that, that's definitely definitely proof positive that that your studies in the Tai Chi have worked and nothing to do with martial aspects or and any of that. So you already had those skills. So yes, but well, I, thank you. But thank then you. again, I want to do have those skills with finesse now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's again. We'll we'll touch back with you on question two if we have time. <laughs> Hi, Miss Sheila in Costa Rica. <laughs> um, when and why did you start with the Tai Chi? And do you think you've achieved the original reason you've achieved that? So, goal? yeah, it's it's really interesting to hear everybody's story. And there's little pieces of my story in in 
everyone else's experience. So that's kind of fun to see how that uh, works out. So I started actually um, at the behest of my husband. He was, or is still, he has a personality that where he gets really stressed out. You know, he doesn't sleep and he has panic attacks and all this kind of thing. So he was asking a friend of his, and this was more than 20 years ago. He was asking a friend of his, what do you do about your stress? And he says, well, I go to the acupuncturist and he's like, oh, I hate needles. I'm not going to do that. And he says, no, no, but I'm not going for needles. He's doing the massage. So what I understand now is that it was twine up. And so um, the acupuncturist actually is a good friend of mine now. And he told me he just doesn't like to do twine up because it's a whole hour with one person. Whereas when he uses needles, he can do a bunch of people and move on, you know, have like five patients that he's just kind of doing the rounds. And they're more efficient, you know, the needles work faster and better. So he told my husband that what he really ought to do is learn Qigong, because that way he would be doing basically the energy work in his own body and kind of just, you know, uh, spreading the word about Qigong to all of his patients, kind of trying to, uh, you know, get himself out of a job, I guess. He's just a really nice guy wanting everyone to be able to move their own chi. And so my husband started Qigong. He and his partner were driving about 45 minutes once a week to get these lessons. And he got kind of tired of that. So he said to the teacher, would you be willing to come out and give class at my house? And he said, well, I would if there were at least 10 people in the class. So my husband signed me up and our son and my daughter, yeah. right? And so all four of us were in the class trying to sort of beef up the numbers and I was just like, sure, honey, whatever's going to help you, you know, and little did I realize how much it would change my life during that course cool story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, during that course, I actually injured my knee quite severely. I suffer from several autoimmune diseases, one of which is degenerative to the connective tissue. And so I blew out my knee doing gymnastics. And I told him, I said, I can't do class today because look at my knee. It's swollen up like a soccer ball. And he's, he offered to fix it for me. And that was kind of the start of my journey uh, with, with uh, traditional Chinese medicine, which completely changed my, my view on the world. Um, and so that's sort of the physical aspect. I did just Qigong for several years. And then later he taught me the, the Yang 24, right? So the Shibashi Qigong and the Yang 24 were all public versions. And, you know, he offered them up simply as uh, health support. And um, he was not a Tai Chi teacher, but if he was, you know, giving wholeheartedly of, of what he had. And at some point during that course, he said, you know, Sheila, you know enough now that you should become a teacher. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, first of all, that never occurred to me. And second of all, I'm not, I don't really feel prepared, you know? And so I started looking for a better preparation. And that's when I came across back when, when Sifu had a lot of stuff on YouTube, right? And then um, eventually I got his book, I signed up for a course, I was doing Tai Chi Level 1 online and all of this. And so that's like one branch of my story. The other branch started when I was about 13, I guess. I was in a, um, a special summer course uh, where we went to Mexico and we were learning about all kinds of things, like comparing the culture between Mexico and Texas. And uh, one of the things we looked at was um, the curandismo. Okay. And obviously this affected me as well, because I live in Latin America now. So all these influences converging, but that was the first time I felt energy in my hands because we were, we were talking about 
well, you know, how can people even think about that? What, that's really weird. That's so different, right? But so then they showed us, well, if you do this meditation and we're going to do exercises similar to, you know, the energy ball that we do in Tai Chi. And I was like, I felt something. And I was like, wow, that's so weird. Because I could send something to one of my partners and they would be like, you know, now they felt it. They picked up on it. And I was like, that's really cool. And then um, probably about 23 years ago, I had the opportunity to take a class in something called pranic healing, where it was also an energy healing method. Mm -hmm. And um, I was pretty effective at it. And I was helping a lot of people, but I was getting negative effects. They didn't really show us how to handle, you know, the other end of it, so to speak. I didn't have the skills to know how to handle what was happening. Um, So when I was looking at the all the different um, courses that were available with Clear Tai Chi. And I saw that they were offering um, the Fagong workshop, which was energy healing. And I was like, ooh, (laughs) that's very interesting. And so that was actually my first workshop. And Mm -hmm. so for the uh, wrapping up, did I achieve? Um, I would say to some degree, we've helped my husband stress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually continued the, the, the study and he didn't, but by studying myself, I'm more able to support him when he needs my help. And he's also my number one cheerleader. He's done enough of it that he can really talk it up. <laughs> so um, he's been a big support to me and I've tried to be a big support to him. I would love to see him doing it, you know, instead of just talking about it. But um, he does benefit from me doing the Fakong, obviously as well as other people around me. And uh, I've, I've come to appreciate all the different branches and how learning the martial aspects actually increase the, the chi um, manipulation, your ability to, to understand and manipulate chi. And that of course augments your effective um, healing power. So um, I do feel, I feel like there's still a long way to go, but I do feel like I have, achieved to some degree um, my original objectives. That's excellent. Yeah, that's actually great. Uh, you answered question one, touched on question two, and, and actually finished up with question three. Uh. <laughs> Where did you get a copy of this? <laughs> I kept it close <laughs> to my chest. That's, that's uh, 15 years of working as a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that was a three, that was a three paragraph essay, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Right on. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I guess uh, I, I'll go to Matt. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to, Matt, because I know that you're great at this podcast stuff, I'm going to step away for a second and get a uh, charging cable. So okay. I'm going to get my battery here. But um, same, same thing. When and why did you start Tai Chi? And how do you feel that you've confirmed that you hit that original goal? Yeah, yeah. Well, so my original goal in the martial arts was I was a shrimpy kid and I knew that like there's people out there who believe that might makes right. And I knew that that wasn't right, but I also knew there wasn't a lot I could do about it. And um, when I was four years old, the karate kid came out and I was fascinated by it. And I saw that there was this smart way of moving and fighting where you didn't have to be bigger and stronger than the other guy. You could actually like fight smarter than them and still defend yourself. Even if you were a smaller, weaker guy, which I was, um, even for my age. Uh, and so, uh, 
I didn't know anything else about the martial arts. And so I begged my parents to get karate classes. And uh, my dad was kind of a jock and, you know, he had a wimpy small son. So he was more than happy to have me go do anything athletic. Um, and so he signed me up for karate and I did that for a number of years, but I could never make it work. No matter what I tried to do when bullies like picked on me, which wasn't often, but when it happened, I really couldn't use the karate skills that I was learning the way that we learned it in class. They just didn't quite play out that way because the other guys weren't doing karate. They were doing, you know, whatever rough and tumble stuff. And there was this precision in the karate and this sort of strength and this, this stuff that I couldn't quite make work for real. But what I figured out was that if I could get a hand on them somewhere, I could reasonably feel better than I could see what they were going to do. And then I could more or less stay out of the way. Um, if I could get a hand on their arm, I could kind of feel when, when and where a punch was coming and get out of the way of that and have my hand there kind of just enough in case they tried to change directions or something, but where I could sort of bleed off the force instead of trying to block it out of the air with these kind of hard things. So I don't remember exactly how I pieced that together. I just did. Um, and that's how I primarily dealt with like attackers, um, you know, school, schoolyard bullying kind of stuff. And one day, one of my teachers, my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Wabanak, saw me do this. He saw me handle a kid that way. And he sent that kid to the office and he pulled me aside um, and he said, where'd you get your Tai Chi? I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't do Tai Chi. I've seen that. It's the funny thing they do in the park. I can tell that's kind of martial artsy, but I actually do karate. I just can't make the karate work. This is just what I figured out. Um, and, you know, I've used my sparring skills and my sense of timing and positioning and stuff, but I can't do the actual blocks and stuff. I just have to do it this way. And he said, well, you know, that's, that's great. That's a really kind of a low level, but that's a, that's a strategy that like Tai Chi fighters use. You might be more interested in Tai Chi. And so for the rest of the year, we talked about what Tai Chi involved and what the kind of thinking process of it as a martial art was. He told me about root and how the people that he was training with could drop root below the ground and they could like feel the energy of the other person below the ground, which I thought was like fascinating and probably BS, but I was like, I was all ears. And there was, a, you know, we talked about um, kind of a bunch of elements of the Tai Chi. And then as I got older, I kept that in mind. And I always thought like one day when I, you know, when I'm really kind of out on my own and I, and I can go looking for a good teacher, I'll go find one like Mr. Wabanak did. What I didn't realize is that he got really, really, really lucky to find the teacher that he had. Um, it's just, it just was not commonly publicly available out there in every, you know, strip mall like, uh, like karate was. Um, you can find it, you can find the form all sorts of places at YMCA's and senior centers all over, but to actually learn it as a martial art or being a smaller, weaker person who's still capable of defending himself, he, he, I mean, it's just incredibly hard to find. And so my very first goal in Tai Chi was to just find a good qualified teacher. And then shortly behind that, um, find a good qualified teacher who was teaching openly, who would actually share the art with you. Um, and so I had to look for about 20 years. Um, but uh, in May of 2015, I had bought several videos of Richard Clears. I found him online 
just by kind of keeping feelers out there for martial arts related stuff that I might be interested in. I saw what he was doing with Tai Chi. It sounded like the right kind of stuff that I was looking for. Certainly he looked very skilled with it. In May of 2015, I came down to Tennessee to do a workshop with him live. And on the second day of that workshop, he had us moving energy and manipulating energy at a distance in our partners in such a way where I felt it firsthand. I was able to confirm that like, yeah, I could do it. My partner could do it. Just about everybody else in the room could do it. And that was day two. And so I figured, you know, if that's, uh, if that's what he's got everybody up to on the second day of a workshop like this, then he is the teacher I've been looking for. And that's how I confirmed it. And then uh, that was in May of 2015 in August uh, of 2015, I moved here. Well, I was giving up a lot to, to pursue a Tai Chi goal. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, I'd look, I'd look for it for 20 years. So I figured I, you know, if I, if I find it after that, after looking that hard that long and I don't go move there, then I, I don't know what that makes me, but I, I was not willing to find out. <laughs> and you know what, I'll, I'll just touch with you because you, you've kept it very specific to that, that original goal. So you, you were able to feel that, uh, that, that moving of the energy or that, uh, that the energy existed uh, after starting the classes in Tennessee? Yeah, well, it was really at that, at that workshop. I knew, I mean, I knew the energy was a thing. I just didn't know exactly how much it could be manipulated directly or how much it could be used to manipulate someone's energy directly, like in another person. Um, and when I felt that it, it really confirmed it that like, yeah, not only is it a real thing, but it's actually like it's not it's not one of those like 20 year out kind of skills like we did that on day two <laughs> yeah but it, the interesting part is you know the second question i had prepared for you know for everyone we're running sh kind of short on time now was that let me answer let me answer the first question first which i could do kind of quickly okay. yeah so, so i had started kung fu in the 1970s there and they they had us doing tai chi on occasion but i didn't I wasn't, there wasn't anything there that I was excited about. Uh, and then when I was somewhere around the age of 17, my mom pointed at my fingers. A lot of my fingers, if you've seen them, they look like they've been broke. That finger is being held. I'm not like trying to force it straight. Now I am, right? This kind of a thing. And you can see there's these twists and turns in my fingers. And she was like, did those hurt yet? And as a teenager, I was like, what do you mean they hurt yet? <laughs> and she was like, oh, they will. That's the, that's the inherited arthritis you have from the family. And so I had heard about Tai Chi for arthritis. And so I went to my instructor and was like, um, I'm told that Tai Chi is good for arthritis. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I got a lot more serious. My mom says these are going to start hurting within the next few years. And I don't want any of that. So uh, do that. And at 58, um, I've not had pain from the arthritis uh, in my fingers as a result. So it, it bore out what, what they uh, goal achieved. Yeah, the goal achieved, right? 43 and, uh, years later. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so that was the first one. Um, 
what got me even more more interested is when two of my my last two grandparents died within the next year or two after that and then i'd heard that it was also good for longevity and i wasn't sure if it was going to do that or not but i kept practicing and basically two of my grandparents died before the age of 50 and the other ones died of bad health stuff in their 50s and so i'm 58 and um not having those kind of problems so um, so that one bears out. And then the thing that really sparked it further, I'm just answering all three, <laughs> was when I was in class and the uh, and I was sparring a guy that did Tai Chi because I was still for fighting, primarily using Kung Fu and doing a lot of Kung Fu. And he tapped me three times on the front of my body and was standing behind me and I hadn't touched him. And... <laughs> the uh and i was and i asked him if he could do it again figuring i just blinked or missed something and i kind of came at him like that again and he did it again and i was like okay what style is that what is it you're doing here and he said tai chi and i was like yeah right no what are you doing and it was like it's tai chi and at that point i was like hooked <laughs> and i trained and for the next didn't you quit in the middle of that form I was doing, I was in the middle of a very long Kung Fu form that I wanted and I quit in the middle of the form just to do this, to do Tai Chi strictly at that point. And I've still done other martial arts since, but the Tai Chi is the one that I've done mainstay long-term um, through. And I took six, for the first six months after I was learning the fighting method that he was doing uh, at that point, uh, which is the one that we refer to as like formless fighting or the ghost fighting. Um, I got beat every time, every time I sparred with the Kung Fu guys and it wasn't working. It wasn't working about six months out. I was able to do it once. And then about took me another six months to where I could do it with some consistency, but I did get to where I could do that method that I had felt that day. And then of course I've practiced that ever since, um, along with other things, but anyways, so. So that must've been, uh, I mean, back then there were no, like a lot of this wasn't common knowledge and there there was nothing out there saying hey listen when you get done with this phase of your training this next phase is available right they it was basically just hunt and peck and find what you could and learn what you could and add it and move on to the next goal and, and try yeah. to yep. confirm well, that it worked and yeah, we're trying to change that, but I would say that that over 80% of the Tai Chi community, it's still that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, you know what, and and forgive me for not, you know, getting around to the, the second question and the third question with, with some of you guys, but a, a lot of folks have answered it already. You know, Tai Chi is such a, a broad art that we all started with one original goal or, or we were pushed into it by a husband or a parent, or, <laughs> you know, uh, and it, and it, uh, or by your Kung Fu instructor who was like, you're going to do a little <laughs> bit of Tai Chi. You need to balance out that, yeah. that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of other instructors in, in different arts, they, they, they do, you know, I, I get a lot of students in that uh, I had one guy stop in the other day. Who's, been a, in the Kung Fu and, and Wing Chun for 15, 20 years. And, and his instructor just told him, listen, go out and find a Tai Chi teacher. <laughs> You're going to need that now. And it's, it's all very interesting. And, and I just wanted to, 
to point out something else that, you know, during this conversation, uh, another recurring theme seemed to be that you have to find an instructor that's able to bring you to the next level or to show you what you need so that you can then test it and find out that yes, this really worked or I did really learn this skill. And I mean, the folks on this group, you know, we all have you to thank for that. And, and I'm sure there are, you know, other instructors out there that are trying to guide their students along and trying to share things. But a lot of this stuff seems to be held very tightly and is inside knowledge. So it is very important. To, I want to yeah. thank you guys for your work and dedication and continuation too. There was a saying one of my instructors had that I, that I find to be the case. The art is alive in those who practice it. Practice it and share it. Yeah. 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 So right, thank you. Thank you to the rest of the people in this group. I, I consider myself very lucky to be part of too, to, to be able to bounce things off of them and, and get an honest opinion back. Hey, Jim, that worked. Uh, <laughs> I felt it in my toes or, hey, uh, you know, you're suffering from illusions of grandeur. <laughs> in my rib. <laughs> Didn't <In> the... <laughs> feel it. <laughs> but, uh, um, and the other thing is, uh, you know, Sifu has mentioned before, you know, he's put together a, a whole website and is working on a book uh, called A Roadmap. And uh, it just lets you know all these other things that are out there that you, that are available to learn and and uh, are not just like Mark said myths or or legends. You know this uh, the information is there and if practiced correctly and learned efficiently, you know that it does work and it is out there. So. I'd highly recommend anybody that gets a chance to go to that uh, roadmap.com and and see what's out there and and join some of the people on this webinar and there's somebody around you to to touch hands with and to feel what uh, what's commonly discussed on the podcast. It's it's a great opportunity. So, with that Another said, I hope to see somebody at the gathering and as many of you out there as possible. And and I'm sorry I didn't get to. Questions two and three. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, let me uh, let me just pipe up for one quick second for those of you uh, listening or watching the podcast at home who may want to uh, check out the resource Jim was talking about. Is it, it is at Tai Chi Roadmap .com, um, and it's a great. It's a, a right now what's available is a video lecture on the roadmap. There is a much much more extensive, thorough book that we are working on and, um, and will be available at that site as soon as we have it available um, for people. Um, and do not, miss, do not miss the opportunity to come see a bunch of very skilled, very open sharing Tai Chi teachers at the Tai Chi gathering. You know, you'll notice that a big theme here today has been finding the right teacher and, uh, and, and you know, this organization, this community, the Clear Tai Chi family has really come together around the common desire to, to share and spread the art of Tai Chi, the real high quality art of Tai Chi and the mind body skills and the energy connection and all the, all the, the rich 
stuff inside of the art that doesn't get talked about at your local YMCA. That's what we really want to get out there publicly and have that no longer be like an esoteric hidden secret of the art. And the Clear Tai Chi Family Gathering is our kind of biggest, best opportunity to do that in one weekend. And so uh, we really encourage you to come and join us at that. If that is at uh, Tai Chi Gathering. TaiChiGathering.com. T-A-I-C-H-I Gathering.com. Okay. .com. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jim. We're looking forward to your presentation at the gathering and everyone else's as well. Cool. Thank, thank you, everybody. you, guys, and all the, the great information. Thank you. Thank you.